Hey, it's Gavin. Welcome to the For Friends and Family podcast. It's 1031 in Los Angeles. It's overcast. It's Wednesday, April 29th. There are 3.1 million people in the world that have uh, the COVID virus. 219,000 have died. And uh, the great thing about all this is over almost a million people have recovered. Uh, So that's great. And of course, today is the London and, um, well, Toronto update. So welcome, Mary Ellen. Hello. He was in Toronto. And welcome, Edith, who is in London. Hi. All right, let's start off with London first. What I haven't talked to you guys in a couple of weeks. What's changed? What's it like on the ground there? Okay, well, the prime minister caught the virus. Yep. Went to the hospital, uh, said it was touch and go, um, made it through, uh, praised the NHS, came out, rested for two weeks, uh, came back, uh, and today he and his partner had a baby boy. Yeah. So he's been busy. So that's part of it. And the rest of it has been a little bit muddled, but they seem to be getting some of the things that are important under um, control, if you want to say. So have you been out and about? What, what's, what's it like for you? I know you went on a couple of bike rides. Is, are people still in or are people returning to normal? What's life like in London? No, we're still in a lockdown. You can go for exercise. The parks are at times uh, overrun a little bit. Um, people are cycling, but people technically it's only essential services, even though you do see small places that are now doing takeout, they'll give you a coffee. I mean, sell you a coffee, they'll sell you takeout food. You can see this happening. And so you can feel things pushing at the edges, you know, like we're still in it for another two weeks for sure. But after that, I think some things will have to start to change. And are people wearing masks or what's the what's the protocol now? No, there are people wearing masks, but it is not in the UK. They are not recommending that you wear masks. They're recommending if you want to do this, that you wear a scarf or you wear something that you've made. Uh, I, I personally bought a very nice uh, made in Austria mask, uh, you know, that uh, that if I need it, it, it seems that I couldn't get it in the UK. It was a nice design. It wasn't expensive. It came very quickly. Um, so no, not yet. They're afraid that if they say to people, get the mask, that they will not have enough for the services. And this is still a huge issue in this country, especially in the social care homes where today they've added the number that there were 40,000 people who've died, which has brought the number of people who died to this country up to 26,000. They haven't counted it in a bigger picture until today. Do you have an indication of when, have they given you a date when you're coming out of this? Uh, no. Wow. So they're, they're not gonna even... Meet, they're going to meet about it next May the 7th. In Spain, they finally are letting children out. Children have been indoors. I think it's the same in Italy for about mm-hmm. six weeks. The and kids it... finally got to go walk outside. And in London, are, 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 are there lots of kids out, like in your little area? Yeah, yeah there are kids out, yeah. But they're not going back that, to school it's no, they're not going back to school. They're saying maybe by the summer, maybe. They're saying there are no kids that are going to go to school before it's perfectly safe. But, you know, Switzerland today declared that it goes to show you that everybody's sort of doing a bit of their own thing. Switzerland today declared that kids under the age of 10 can hug their grandparents. Oh, my gosh. Is this a good, do, <laughs> do we think this is a good idea? <laughs> well, kids supposedly don't transmit it. So the science in Switzerland says that that's what it is. So... I'm I was, sure there are a lot of kids and a lot of grandparents who are very happy. 
I was talking to my friend in Scotland and he says that the way that they are in the UK, they are counting whether someone has COVID or not. Apparently, they're people who die in nursing homes and at home are not counted under COVID, but in Scotland they are. Do you understand how they're keeping the data? Because there seems to be that, that what I'm hearing from around the world, the people I'm talking to, is that how people count whether someone is COVID is 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 a big deal. Here in America, um, apparently, that depending on what state you're in, you get paid more money if you have a COVID patient in your hospital. So therefore they are making almost everybody who has any sort of uh, pneumonia uh, to have COVID because it's like $13,000 in LA up to $350,000 I heard in Oklahoma. This is just what I've heard. I haven't been able to verify any of it, but you know, they're getting paid more. So what are some of the data uh, points that are coming out? Some of the things that are, that are, that are, that are different from maybe what we thought a couple of weeks ago. Well, just what I said to you, they finally are looking at the numbers of people in terms of people who have died with COVID, including people in homes, in care homes and hospices. And in some of those cases, they weren't tested, but the doctor can basically say that they had conditions that were probably a contributing factor. So that number has been added. I know Scotland's been doing it differently. Um, But and the death and the numbers of people with COVID have been almost strictly people who were tested in hospital because that's what they could manage. They are now increasing the testing system outside, like people under the age of 65 here can finally go. If they have symptoms, you can go to a drive-in center or you can order one at home. I mean, it takes a bit of time, but they are now finally expanding the testing process so that we're going to get a better idea of people who have symptoms and have it but aren't very sick, people who don't have it, and people who are dying from it. Hmm. All right, well, let's move over to Canada and Toronto. Uh, now, Mary Ellen, just before we came on the podcast, you were saying your your mom seems really up and bouncing around, and you are a little bit down in the dumps. Do you want to just give us an insight of what's happening in Canada that, that's making you feel not so great? Yeah, it was interesting because the last time we talked two weeks ago, you were saying that you were feeling quite positive, and I was thinking – man, I'm not feeling positive at all. And it kind of just kept snowballing for the next, you know, the last two weeks. I mean, you knew off uh, line that, you know, my mom had had two falls in a row uh, on two consecutive days. And that, you know, was really quite serious, but she was okay. Fortunately, I didn't break anything, but it it started because she was trying to do too much. So we kind of you know, re-engineered everything. And I started, you know, wearing a mask and gloves and actually going into the house and doing more and kind of picking up the slack for uh, the regular caregivers that we used to have come into her house. So because I'm spending more time with my mom, that's really, you know, helped her mood and, and she's getting much better and the bruising from her falls is getting better and she's kind of getting more energy. So she's kind of going up and then I'm kind of like going the other way. And uh, one of the other things that happened in the last two weeks that was quite sad for me was three friends lost parents. And um, although they all say it wasn't from COVID, you sort of, in a couple cases, you sort of wonder, you know. And uh, so that was interesting, you know, talking to my friends and, you know, offering my condolences. And then, you know, it kind of gets a little close to home. And you're like, wow, this, you know, could be us at some point. And then I think there's a sense where you're just like, you wake up in the morning, it's like day 47, day 48, (laughs) and you're kind of like, are you kidding me? Is this it? And then today, I was reading about these 
you know, um, folks in their 90s, it's like that, my mom's generation, they're so tough. And, you know, they went through the Second World War and they're giving advice to us, you know, to the Gen Xers to say, come on, buck up, you know, keep calm and carry on. It's okay. And I, and so part of me today is trying to like, okay, suck it up, princess. Like, let's go. (laughs) Um, But I think the, the last thing I'll mention is that I'm kind of in the epicenter where I live in the greater Toronto area of the majority of cases in Ontario. The Toronto Star has a, a wonderful new uh, list of, of the number of cases by public health unit. And I'm on the border of the Toronto Public Health Unit and the York Public Health Units, two of the biggest areas. And my mom lives in the Peel Public Health Unit. And between those three health units, it counts for like, I'm just guessing like 70% when I look at the numbers or 80% of all the cases in Ontario. So, you know, you talk about going out and I'm like, are you nuts? I'm not going out. Like, who knows where it is? <laughs> <laughs> and you know you're, you're outside and you're dodging people you're going to pick up groceries you know uh mm-hmm. from the blah blahs and you're like oh my god it's just it's so much stress so finally i was just like you know what i'm gonna become a hermit and i'm just gonna stay <laughs> <laughs> so in in canada do you think that it's worked has has the system worked is it flattened out of the, the because you know i'm, I'm watch, watching some of the the twitter feeds and it seems like there, you know, there are ventilators available. The hospitals are not overrun. It seems like, you know, it's sort of worked in London. It's worked in Toronto. It, it's definitely working here in Los Angeles, where many of our hospitals are empty. No, <laughs> and the reason I say that, and I'm kind of confused by um, what I'm hearing, and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm actually. Um, somewhat impressed by our premier, Doug Ford, which anyone who knows me, that's like a whole big thing for me to say, where he's like, hey, we're, we're not there yet. We're not going to reopen yet. And one of the reasons he's saying that is when you look at the um, daily new cases, while it has flattened, it's nothing really to celebrate. There's still like, um, you know, anywhere from 400 and the lowest was 424 to 525 cases today every day. And if you look at those numbers, you're still doubling every 16 days. So if we have 50,000 cases, that's across the country. We're still doubling every 16 days. We'll have 100,000, you know, in 16 days. So we're not out of the woods yet. And one of the things they're trying to figure out is where is where are they coming from? Yes, they know about long-term care homes and nursing homes. And they actually had to call the military into some homes in Ontario and Quebec to help out because they just couldn't get enough personal support workers in to help. Mm-hmm. So the military is there. We're kind of getting the long-term care uh, uh, situation sorted out. But in another study I saw this morning, 20 to, no, it was 18 to 20 percent of all cases are still at somewhere in the community and nobody knows why or how. So, you know, where there's all these different provinces in Canada that are doing a really good job, like uh, New Brunswick and PEI and um, Manitoba that are starting to think about opening up, there's other provinces that were like, "Mm, not yet. And even if they did open up, I doubt there's many people like myself. I wouldn't emerge from my house. I'm like, forget that. <laughs> no way. Yeah, uh, we may have to go. We have to make, We may have to go find Mary Ellen. A lot of people in Ontario, like Quebec, Quebec has that by far the greatest cases. They have 26 <laughs> cases, you know, and they're thinking of opening up. And people in Ontario, are like, you go, we'll watch you, and we'll like, you know, we'll learn from your mistakes. <laughs> oh, Mary Ellen, you're making me cry. It's so funny. <laughs> See, I'm, 
have a funny Rip, outlook today. I'm, I'm Rip, trying Rip, Rip to Man be Winkle. Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> oh, so okay. Well, you know, have, are there any? Are, are, are there kids playing? Are, are there kids playing basketball or like? What, no. Like you know that that seems to be the barometer. Why? Yeah, you know, you're... I, we took down the nets. You what? <laughs> took down the nets. You the did. Nets. Yeah, they went around to all the parks and took down the nets. It was great. Yes. <laughs> So what are these? So are you seeing more like here in Los Angeles, we're seeing a lot more activity. I've actually gone hiking a couple of times with a friend. Um, you know, it's all shut down. We're not supposed to be doing that. But, you know, we had Huntington Beach that opened and 40,000 people showed up, um, oh. you know, and, and there's, you know, social distancing is it seems to be like sort of an age thing. Like if you're younger, a lot of people who are younger are like, yeah, whatever. So but I, I'm, I'm wondering, are you seeing like more tra- traffic uh, in, in, in Toronto in your neighborhood? I know you're, you're not out very much, but <laughs> but if you are you are you seeing people are starting to go out and be a little bit more um, adventurous? Yeah, yeah, I think we are. And I think you're right. It is by demographic. And and rightly so. I mean, I started our last conversation, you know, I was kind of down on some of the younger folks. But then I started to think about it. And I'm like, as long as they go out and do so responsibly and don't, like, sure, go for it if you if you feel like, you know, you're invincible, but just don't come back and mix with older people or your parents or whatever. And I think there's a lot of people that are doing so responsibly. One of the things that's been interesting here is it's still quite cold. It's unseasonably cold. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we're, we're celebrating what's plus one, you know, <laughs> that's, you know, Celsius, which is not very warm in terms of Fahrenheit. This weekend, though, it's supposed to go up to 20 degrees Celsius, oh. I think like 70 degrees plus, I'm guessing. I don't know the, you know, uh, yeah. Think too well, but if that happens, it, all bets are off. Like everyone's going to emerge and be so happy for warm weather. Yeah. And I think that might also be something that's kind of um, contributing to the sense of malaise currently. Is that can we please have spring? You yeah. Know? So it's all been delayed. In in, in the UK, um, Edith, I was reading that you know they've had some very sunny days, and it's it's hard keeping people. Um, in at the moment the one question i did want to ask is that is are the tube i mean the tube still running are people still going to work is it you know are are, you know is is london starting to just come back slowly the tube and the buses have been running all the way through because well but to a lesser schedule Mm -hmm. in fact there have been i think more than a dozen bus drivers who contracted the disease and actually died until they were given protection you now have to go in through the center of the bus But this is for people who are doing essential services, you know. So you are seeing the traffic. The traffic is was down. It goes up a little bit, but you can. And the weather's turned. Where it's cold now. April was the sunniest month supposedly on record, but now the weather is a little bit cooler. But you can also get a sense that people are just okay. Can we? We'll keep doing this because we know it's working and we know it's helping. But could we move on? You know, I will say this, though, from my apartment, I see all these trucks, you know, the the delivery trucks that are delivering either food or packages and all of this. They, they come by the dozens all day long. It's quite amusing, actually. And that's what people have resorted to, I guess. Are, are the drivers like stuff. are they are they covered in masks? Like what, what's the what's the basic there? They basically ring the doorbell <clears throat> and say, here it is. And then they leave it there. Um, but but do so they have a mask on and gloves or no? Depends depends on the d- different drivers. I mean, I'm telling you, there really are dozens of them just on my street. Wow. So I think supposedly one of the the phone selling companies has done an increase of 160 uh, percent online business. 
But the the economy. Phone selling. What, what do you mean? Like which one? Well, uh, one of the one of like I think it's a car phone warehouse. There's they've sold online phones because people want to buy phones, but you can't go to a store, so you're buying them uh, delivery. They're delivered to. Oh wow! Yeah, I did the same thing. I did the same thing here. I had to get uh, had to reactivate my mom's cell phone, and they sent the SIM card by uh, courier. I've never seen that before. I was like, whoop whoop, that's great. Yeah, I think the other businesses are going to be. I mean, the the crunch these. Their home business, like small, small, especially in smaller towns and smaller villages, you know, where you had a home business. I mean, how these people are going to come back? You don't know. Very now, now, I understand that people in the UK are getting quite uh, like my friend in Scotland was saying that people are getting like twenty five hundred pounds a month. Um, I mean, and, and for a lot of these people, it's not worth it for them to go to work. That's a, a lot of money. So is, is that true in, in the UK, in England as well? Well, that is a figure that the government of uh, of uh, the United Kingdom, which does include Scotland still, uh, put in. You can get a maximum for three months of 2500 This was for freelance people. I have friends who are freelancers. I'm going to tell you for three months, this is not a, this is going to help them pay their mortgage and keep going. Yeah. For small people who are working on zero contracts, this is. I think that this is why there is still an element of calm here and there's still an element that people are willing to do this because otherwise you'd have people on the street. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Mary Ellen, how, what are they paying in, in Canada? In Canada, it's $2,000 a month. So $500 a week. Um, but that's, that's, uh, just one program. There are so many different programs. There's programs, uh, to, well, for example, uh, no property taxes have been taken off uh, for four months. I think that so, you know, for example, I can afford to pay my property taxes, but it didn't come off my account, nor did it come off my mom's account. Mm -hmm. And for four months, they're going to delay that. And then once things have hopefully opened back up, they'll catch up. Mm -hmm. um, small businesses are getting uh, money. Uh, uh, people who own properties are getting money so that they can pass the savings on in terms of not charging rent. There are so many different programs right now. It's quite impressive. And I think, as Zita said, that lends itself to the sense of, okay, you know, it's not great. And, you know, there are still people that are, you know, it's, it's a, a tough time for sure, but they can hang in there a little longer to support, you know, uh, the staying at home in order to try to reduce the cases. And but I guess the British Airways just let let go thirteen thousand people. Yeah, I mean, and they're not and they're not coming back. I mean, yeah, you're not, you're not going to see flying and traveling the way we were doing it in the, at the end of 2019 for a long time. Yeah, a lot of people seem to be pushing their their cruises and stuff into the uh, into 2021. Um, but people still, you know, some of the people I'm talking to that aren't affected from a monetary standpoint are do want to travel. And okay, as as we you know we got a couple minutes left here, so let's just wind down. Let's talk about the business side. Start with you first, Mary Ellen. What do you what are you seeing in sort of the businesses in your community and your friends and those sorts of things are 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 i mean i think that may and june are going to be brutal we're going to have a lot of people out of work um we're going to have a lot of businesses that are going to be collapsing are you starting to hear rumblings of that it's interesting you know i think i'm in a real um pretty rarefied bubble and what i mean by that 
is that the I'm working with five different groups, three uh, tech companies or startups and two nonprofits, and they're all holding their own, which is quite interesting. And, and in, in fact, a couple of them are actually doing very well and in getting incremental new business. So that's like my the work that I'm doing. Um, another, when I look at the community and I think about, you know, I live on the Danforth, it's a lot of... Um, local restaurants and, you know, small shops. I worry. I, I think that Edith is absolutely right. There's going to be a lot of them shutting down and they won't make it through. Um, but you never know. Um, the very first phase that they'll do when they open up is they'll open up and let different businesses that have a, a door to the exterior, to the street, be able to open um, and that might help but then it's up to people like myself to say okay I'll go for a stroll on the Danforth and shop and I'm not about to do that so I think it's going to take at least four to five to six months and I'm not sure how many small businesses will survive yeah Edith how about for you over there what are you hearing on the business side of things well it's going to be tough but let me turn this around to just give you a different perspective because it will be tough here there is we will have changed the way we do many things Doctors are now seeing patients online. This is not going to go away because it's proving yeah. that they'll still be able to go physically. But you're going to see a whole, we've changed the way we're going to live yeah. in many ways. Whether it's universities, maybe the undergraduates are going to be doing half of their courses online. Whether it's you've got a doctor's appointment and the first appointment is going to be online. I mean, all of these things are reflections. And so for all of those things, there will be some opportunities for people who understand this whole world. For people who run a small shop, it's going to be much more difficult and it's going to take much time. And I'm not sure that everybody will make it. Hmm. And I think what you said, too, Edith, about the, the thing, Gavin, that I worry about is there's... Um, We've been talking small businesses and, and tech, but think of the airline, think of travel businesses. Yeah. Someone was telling me that in Newfoundland, think of the three key industries in the province of Newfoundland in Canada. One is tourism, two is oil, and I forget what the third one was, but oil and tourism have been hit. Mm. So how do you recover in, in a province, like a whole province like that can be you know, all the gains that they made over the last 10 years can be wiped out by this one one instance. And Alberta's in a similar uh, situation. And, you know, provinces like, yes, manufacturing will come back in provinces like Ontario pretty quickly, but there's going to be big chunks uh, in terms of the airlines, in terms of people who work at the airports, you know, people who work in tourism. None of that's going to come back. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, but sorry, maybe the question has well. to be asked, do we need to go to Japan for a one-hour interview? No. I no. think those, questions, those no. questions will be asked, and I think it's going to be important. Milan is going to take many of its downtown area, and they're putting in huge bicycle paths. Lithuania is going to empty out the center, not empty, they're going to stay in the center of the city to bring people back, no cars. So I think that I mean, it's a horrible thing. I don't want anybody to be out of business. But I think that we're going to take a look at, do we need to live this way? Do we need to keep doing things this way? Can we just decide, okay, I do need to go to Canada to see my family because I haven't seen them in a year. But do I need to fly to Japan for a one-hour meeting? Yeah, I think it's a really good point. I, things will change. What about where, 
You, I mean, Gavin, one of the things I wanted to share, and I know we need to wrap up, but I heard a very interesting thing that I think is why you feel much different on the West Coast, that there are different strains of the coronavirus. And this was from someone who's in direct, used to be um, a doctor and is in direct contact with a lot of doctors, and that the West Coast actually got a different strain than the one that came through to the East Coast through Europe, because the virus had mutated by the time it came to New York and then through Toronto. So the West Coast actually is, is dealing much better, and we see that and the numbers in BC. So how much do you think it's going to really change the way things operate where you are? Oh my God. In, in Los Angeles, it's going to change everything. I'm telling you right now that no one is going to drive an hour for a meeting. Like yeah. It's all going to be done on yeah. video calls. This idea that, um, you know, I think... I think that the I'm not really sure what's going to happen, and I don't predict. The only thing I'm looking at now, because as you guys know, I'm tracking all the data, is that I don't think really people understand how the economic side of this is going to yeah. decimate. Yeah. Our, the, yeah, forget about forget about the virus. The virus is yeah. we're going to laugh at the virus. Um, we figured it out. I think there's no there's no question. We understand the doctors still don't know a lot about the virus or how it works yeah. or how to do it, and they're, yeah. and they're they're working on it. But we all have to be exposed to it. It, it's going to happen and we flatten the curve we did it as a, as as a human race um and you know some people died and it's 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 awful and we're all very upset about it but now we really have to sort of turn the headlight on the economy and uh i i i, I mean today the the numbers were reported here in the united states our gdp dropped almost five percent i mean we haven't seen that you know for i mean this is and this is just for the first two weeks of april so there, I mean, I don't think, you know, many of us who are not economists don't really seem to understand Boeing is laying off like 10% of their yeah. workforce and it's one of yeah. the biggest employers here. So, you know, I'm sort of a little bit with you, Mary Ellen, but in the opposite way, I, I, I was really sort of positive about business. I, 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 I don't think, I, I think that this is going to leave a massive crater that we just don't see right now. And people are going to be walking around and be able to do stuff, but they're not going to be able to spend any money. Now, the, the upside of it is, um, you know, I heard from a friend, he, you know, the bank called him and said, you're, you're going to, we're going to defer your mortgage for six months, you know, so people, and he's spending money in different places that he wouldn't. So I think that the governments are doing a great job. I think that they understand and the economists that are, that are, 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 are advising them are clearly, you know, getting things under control. We've got lots of different, uh, uh, you know, testing going on out there with Sweden and what they've done there and whether that's working and Denmark going back and Switzerland. And, and now oh, we've started, and yeah. And uh, now we're starting to see some of the things here in, in, in America where some of the less densely populated States are going back. So, I mean, I, I, the, the downside for me really here in Los Angeles, I mean, people are usually in their cars driving around and I think that there's going to be a lot less of that. I agree. I think there's going to be a lot less flying. I think people are, people will, will have a different sort of, do I really need to do this? And is it really important? And what impact is it having on the world? I do think people will think about this. But but you also, know? Edith, I think you bring up a really good point. I think that it will be less likely for the boomers and the people that are running um, or the Gen Xers who are running these companies who are 50 plus, who are always forcing people to fly and it's just the way you did. You know, hey, well, you, I don't care. You're 35. You got to, you know, you have to come to me. Um, I think that those days are, are going to change. I, I, I've really yeah, seen a big sh- a shift in the, in the CEOs. And the questions I've been asking are a lot about like, 
like, is your workforce more productive? And they are. And a lot of them, I've already talked to two that are going to start getting rid of some of their corporate um, offices. They're like, yeah, no, yeah. we're not going to. Yeah, and absolutely. I think that employees are going to be much more forceful when they take a sick day. It's going to it's going to be beneficial in one day, uh, in one way. They're like, oh, I'm going to work from home. The other side of it, there's going to need to be some regulation because people that are saying, well, I'm going to take a sick day. Well, how sick are you? Because you can still work from home. Right. And those that's something that happened to us four or five years ago at Jumpwire when we started saying, well, you can work from home. Um, you just have to come into the office two days a week. People would say I'm sick and not me, but managers would say, well, how sick are you? Can you can you still be on the meeting? Because, you know, you can you got you're yeah. working from home and it was sort you know, of backfired. Yeah. And we, and we can solve we can work that out through, you know, good leadership. I think what you've said that's very interesting is there was a lot of, um, and I'll, I'll take the responsibility, Gen X and boomers that were holding back the uh, allowing workers to work remotely. And I think that's gone now because any worker who's concerned about coming into the office has the right now to say, no, I will work from home because we've proven it can be done. And you're going to see that more and more, which means there'll be real opportunities for people, different companies to help facilitate that. And I think the more that we allow people to continue to work from home, the safer will be. There's a fascinating article on the CBC that says, hey, just because we flattened the curve, Let's remember, only 1% of Canadians have gotten this. 99% still need to get it. Mm -hmm. And if they all get it at the same time, we will overwhelm our healthcare system. So this is a very, very long haul. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I know, but I mean, you know, this maybe it was just the world just needed to stop and take a breath. You've got these great stories about these animals that are returning yes. in the middle of cities and and you know and you just think it's so fun you know like maybe it's just time it was just time and maybe we will do something about climate change maybe the fact that the oil prices are tanking will finally make us because when you look at i was listening to this and i'll make this brief this week i mean they're having to store oil because it's so difficult to stop pumping the oil out and mm. i sat there and i thought well if that's the case how are they ever going to acknowledge that they needed to do less of this for the climate? Well, now they have the opportunity. So I think, you know, it's been a horrible thing. It's got huge stress for people. We've seen a lot of people die. But I think it's been a wake-up call to say, you know what, we need to change things. Yeah. Well, ladies, I really appreciate your insights from all over the world, and uh, we will do this again, hopefully next week, but maybe in a couple okay. weeks, depending. Um, but uh, great insights, and um, thanks for coming on the podcast. As usual, really appreciate it. And right. you know where to find me. I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> I might be on my bike, but that's okay. <laughs> all right, thanks. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>